0: Did you say that's your part of not not nachoing?
1: That's not part of like nachoing, meaning I'm not going in there and saying, you need to apologize to me. I'm telling my husband, you need to tell her to apologize to me.
0: (laughs) You're parenting by proxy.
1: (laughs) You're right, right.
0: That's not not nachoing at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 214 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. We are halfway there. You say that all the time. We're halfway (laughs) to death. Actually, probably three quarters of the way. (laughs) It don't matter. It don't matter. It's okay. It's all good. (laughs) That's right. So I listened to a Hidden Brain podcast the other day about when you get older, that you're actually happier, and I found that comforting because I had always pictured myself on my deathbed going through the things that were not pleasant. For instance, picture sweet little Lori on her deathbed, and she's thinking, For Jackson's fifth birthday, I let his friend Levi choose which cake to cut because there were two, and that upset Jackson.
2: When he was five.
0: Or (laughs) Jackson had Minecraft on this iPad, and he had built me my own little place, and we had a box that he would put tools in for me to go destroy stuff, and we ended up selling the iPad, and Jackson lost all his stuff
2: yeah he'll be in therapy forever.
0: <laughs> no, I will say regarding the iPad, we couldn't update it anymore, so anyway, <laughs> but really i i didn't I don't want that to be me when I'm dying. I don't want it to be regrets and guilt and all that. so this podcast basically says that you don't care about that crap when you get older.
2: no, your perspective changes. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah. I listened to it as well, not with you separately. And it was very interesting that how you view things and the importance of things is directly correlated with how you also view your time horizon, how much time you potentially have left.
0: Right. Depending on your age. Right.
2: And because they, in the studies, they could actually get younger people to feel like the older people did, and they can get the older people to feel like the younger people do, which is to say younger people feel like they can, they have more time. They can take more risk. They don't have, um, the, the same interest for certain things because they feel like they just have all the time in the world. Right. And older people, they're, they're more focused. Like, look, I don't have a whole lot of time left now. That's you know, relative, like not, A lot of time left could be 20 years, but when you're 20 years old and you think you only have 20 years left, that doesn't sound like a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it was interesting. They were able to take people that were older and also make them feel like they did have longer to live and not the mentality of, oh, I only have 10 years left or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, so you can fairly easily shift how you view things and respond to things. However, I don't know that I would want to shift to the younger viewpoints. I think, it's, I think it's very interesting that you can shift the younger people to the older viewpoints in some ways, because there are certain times when it serves you well. And to some degree, we even touch on that in the academy with how we have people put the proper emotional weight on things. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. Like, will it matter in five seconds, five minutes, five years, whatever? Uh, And I often use a very similar technique when I'm talking to people that are having challenges about decision-making. And and I ask them, you know, is this going to make a difference in a year or five years? And sometimes the answer is no. I'm like, well, then it's not that big of a decision. Just make one. Right.
0: (laughs) Now, I also... I guess because I'm getting close to certain ages, (laughs) that I bought something one day and the thought actually went through my head of, that'll probably be the last one I buy of this before I die.
2: Yeah. Like when we get the roof done on the house, it will be the last roof we ever put on
0: a house. Right. (laughs) And I can't remember exactly what it was that I had bought, but I was like, well, this will last me till I die. Oh, it was dishes. It was dishes. Because I got a new set of dishes. And Jackson said, why would you get a new set of dishes? The old ones were fine. I said, because I want a nice set of dishes before I die. (laughs) So people are like, what? We get a new set of dishes every five years. (laughs) That set of dishes, actually, I don't know. We got it probably eight, nine years ago. But it was just the IKEA white dishes because we had mismatched dishes before.
2: So are you saying that you... Don't expect to be here another eight or nine years?
0: No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the reality has struck that if I'm lucky, I might have 30, and I <laughs> hope that that would be good health, 30. You're going to keep those dishes for 30 years? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. You,
2: we. You will break them before 30 years is up.
0: Matter of fact, that's why I bought two sets of them and put one in the garage. Here we go. Now the truth comes out. Well, that's so I I have this other issue of, (laughs) yeah, this is going to be a Lori therapy session. I have this other issue of I don't like to use new things because I don't want them to get messed up. I want them (laughs) to remain new. I know it's crazy, but I know there are listeners out there that feel this. (laughs) So when I bought these dishes, I said, you know what? I'm going to buy an extra set. That way, when one of them gets chipped or broken, that is not a big deal. I can replace what,
2: it. Is this we have? why we have like a full set of pots and pans still
0: in the box from years past? Okay. My mama gave me those, and my mama is no longer with us. So she would appreciate it if you would use those. I'm giving them to Jackson. Oh, gosh. When he moves out. Along with the old dishes. <laughs> I already told him he was getting those pots and pans.
2: Uh, well, that explains why you buy shoes and you won't wear them, and you buy other stuff and you don't use it, because you can't use new things. So you just need to go to, like, Goodwill and buy all know. new stuff.
0: Well, I think a lot of it, and here we go with this deep, dark, seated crap in the past, but my mom would get really upset if we had something and it got messed up. Mm. So I remember I had a brand new pair of shoes one time. I was probably eight or nine. And I went to my friend's house down the road. And when I got there, I washed the bottoms of my shoes off because I didn't want them to be dirty. So there is some psychological crap going on. So your mom messed you up? Yeah, probably. (laughs) But I I need to get over that. And then I'm sure some of it is, oh, when I was little, I had a pair of diamond earrings that my uncle gave me. And, of course, at some point, one of them got lost. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I hate that that happened, and it'll bother you. I had a little baby ring when I was a baby somebody gave me. It's got a little diamond in it. And it's the strangest story. For some reason, my mom let me wear it to daycare when I was little. (laughs) And I lost it. And I was so upset about this. Two years later, the man that was cutting the grass, his wife ran the daycare, heard something hit his window when he was cutting grass and found it. Oh, wow. Yep. So I got my baby ring back. Wow. (laughs) That's lucky right there. But we let things like that, materialistic things, Still, our joy. And when I say that, it's because, oh, you get a new car, a rock hits it, and it upsets you. And every time you see that, it upsets you. Mm-hmm. We have to get better with that, people. Just like I talk about how one of your kids and my nephew were fighting and they busted the light on our um, ceiling fan and it mm-hmm. chipped the floor. Funny how. I can choose to look at that chip on the floor as a good memory versus a damage. hmm And I do. So I'm working on that. And I think <laughs> that we need to remember when the kid does mess up the couch, look, the couch is not that important. The kid is more important than the couch. The kid's mm-hmm. men- mental health is more important than the couch. Mm-hmm. Because you screaming at the kid about that couch, something they did, may actually carry with them till they're older. I know you think I'm crazy, but there were things that my mom did growing up that I remember like it was yesterday. And it was things that hurt me. And I think that's why I am the way I am with Jackson. I don't want those to be his memories. So the next time the kids do something that messes up your brand new whatever or even your old whatever, put it in perspective.
2: Yeah. Or as you say, be mad about it, mm-hmm. but, you know, give it five minutes and then, okay, what are you going to do? Right. Because being mad is not going to change it.
0: Right. And screaming and cussing at your kids not going to change it. Yeah. You're only going to cause damage to that child. Anyway. Anyway. So the other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a story that I want to share, but I'm not going to share it right now. But we will just say that I enjoy pressure washing and weed eating, and in the past, bulldozing and backhoeing and all that. It's destructive. In a way, but it's therapy because it's instant gratification. You can see the progress you've made. And I know I've talked about how I pressure washed the porch the other day. Well, I needed more therapy, so I (laughs) pressure washed the entire back deck. And so I'm out there pressure washing like a little mad person. It's hotter than sin. I'm sweating to death. But I can't stop because I can just finish that little part. Oh, I can just finish that little part. Well, I come in, and David's doing the dishes. I'm like, great, that's that's good. I didn't say anything. I didn't say thank you because, you know, I'm trying not to say thank you for stuff that I don't get a thank you for. That's another discussion. (laughs) (laughs) And I said something to David the next day, I think it was, about me pressure washing, and he said, yeah, I looked out there and I was like, look at her. I'm going to help her and do these dishes. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> every one of you listening knows what I'm thinking. You know, I set the
2: bar high for other men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, are you appreciative that I helped you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm appreciative you did anything, David.
2: <laughs> well, see, there you go. After all, they were your dishes.
0: But do you appreciate? Whoa, whoa, use, whoa, that whoa, You whoa, didn't want to use? No, no, no. Now, do you appreciate when I do the dishes every they're you, day? They're usually always yours, David Sims. They, they are. This truth truth is be told, not
2: a platform to lie on. Truth be told. Most of them are
0: yours. That is a lie.
2: Okay. Let's start getting color-coded dishes (laughs) so you can see how many of yours is in the sink.
0: Okay. We can do that.
2: (laughs) We want those little Gerber (laughs) color-coded ones.
0: So, this morning, I was doing the dishes, and I had to hand wash a few things. (laughs) We hand wash our knives— in case you didn't know, dishwashers are not good for knives. Again, whole nother discussion. And neither are ice cream scoopers. So, I was washing those, and then there's these cups, insulated cups that only David uses. That have to be hand washed. Guess who washes them? Yeah, guess who could? whoa, 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 sweet little Lori. So. This morning, as I'm washing that insulated cup by hand, I look at David and said, I hate washing these cups by hand. That's like like saying you hate me. And I said, but if you were dead, I would miss it. (laughs) Then there's a cup on the table that he left yesterday. It's not just your stepkids that leave crap. It's your husband's. And I said, are you through with that? He said, Well, you can just rinse it out. I try to use them um, more than one day so you have less dishes to wash. (laughs) Why why are you persecuting me for helping you? (laughs) Because, listen to this. The other day, two of your kids were here. One of them had their child here. And he seemed interested in the vacuum cleaner. And I said, oh, great. We'll teach him how to vacuum. And your other child, not the father of this child, said, that's a woman's job. (sighs) No, he didn't. He did. And the other one would have said it, too. But this one beat him to the punch. It is not a woman's job. Now, you know that was a button-pushing comment. Yeah, he gets it from you.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm just stating, it's not like, That's how they really feel. It's not that they were raised that way because, well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I bet, I bet if I asked their significant others, how many times has your male partner vacuumed in the last year? I bet you both of them would say they don't even know how to use a vacuum you know what my response would be? You get what you allow. Well, my response would be, I tried to teach them how, but y'all considered it abuse. (laughs) That's true, too. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, teach your kids young. (laughs) Yeah, like when they're six months old. Yeah. They should send people to life skills school. They should send men to dishwashing classes and laundry classes and... Vacuuming classes and dusting classes. Wow, they just marry somebody to do it for them. Okay, folks. <laughs> let's talk about our guest today. <laughs> yeah, let's do. Our guest today is Michelle. She has been blending for eight years. She is a stepmom who is not a bio mom. Oldest stepdaughter and her do not like each other. Surprise! She says, even light parenting created drama. Mm -hmm. Listen to this, people. Even light parenting creates drama. Leave that to the bio parent. Get that target off your back, people. The hardest part of her blending is being misunderstood in her role. And... Being treated with disdain and disrespect for existing. <clears throat> mm. That sounds like the whole first part of this podcast. Yep. <laughs> she said, I had nothing to do with their parents' divorce, and I did not force my husband to be with me. Something unique. She is a child of three divorces. Hmm. You do to have it down by now. She said, I get divorced, and I could be an ally. Versus the enemy. The thing is, she may still be an ally. It just might take time. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm an ally to your kids. Mm-hmm. At some point, they viewed me as the enemy. I think even parents
2: sometimes fall into that. I feel like I'm being viewed as an enemy. Yes.
0: So it's just not just a parents. Well, let me tell you one more thing that happened. Sorry. I got to tell you this. So David and I were in the pool yesterday, and he was being mean to me. And I, I called. Wait a minute. Ah, wait a minute. What, what is this? Just, what is this? Let Bash me tell my David story. episode. It is. It oh, is. it's not. We have bachelorette episodes all the time. I
2: under, see, I understand why the disdain feeling. I understand how it feels. Blah,
0: now. blah, blah, blah. All
2: right. So go ahead. I was in the pool beating you to death. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so I called Jackson, and I said, Jackson. David's being mean to me. He said, somebody's always being mean to you. Why are you the perpetual victim? (laughs) So I said, bye. Because he knows. He knows I'm never mean to you. He couldn't wait to come tell you that last night. I know he couldn't. You know why? Why? He gets that crap from you. (laughs) Because he's my buddy. (laughs) Be careful who you married a second time. The influence they have on your child may be hmm, not so good. I'm kidding. You're a good stepdaddy, but I don't like being told crap like that from my kid. That's enough of that. Let's get to listening to our interview with Michelle. All right. Today, we have stepmom Michelle. Hey, Michelle, how are you?
1: Good. How are you, Lori?
0: Good. How long have you been blending?
1: I've been blending since, I guess, July 2015. That's when me and my husband got married. We'd been, I guess, dating, I guess, from October preceding that. So it was kind of a quick date and then get married. So that probably wasn't the smartest thing, but since July 2015.
0: Okay. And how many stepkids, bio kids, all that do you have?
1: I have three stepkids and zero bio kids. My stepkids are the oldest is 20, a stepdaughter. And the middle one, stepdaughter, she's 16. And then the youngest is a stepson and he's 15.
0: Okay. And do you, if you don't mind my asking, do you want children of your own or no?
1: Well, when my husband and I got married, I mean, I'm 51 now. So it was kind of late when I got married or we got married and he kind of was like, no, don't want that. And I I wasn't feeling this motherly drive to have my own kids I mean I guess if it had happened when I was younger I would have embraced it more but that I was older it kind of felt like it was just not going to happen and I just made peace with that right and then you know he didn't want it so I was like okay well here we are
0: there you
1: go (laughs) I have a dog
0: (laughs) you have a dog there you go yeah and how often are the stepkids with y'all? Oh, I assume the 20-year-old doesn't live there anymore or she does.
1: No, she doesn't. She's in college and the two youngest, it's uh they're with us 40% of the time and with their mom 60%. So this this weird thing where they're with us like a Wednesday, Thursday and then we don't have them that weekend and the following week and we week we have them on a Wednesday and then we have them that weekend. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It, it equates to 40-60 us and then their mom.
0: Okay. So tell us a little bit about you meet your now husband.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And at the time, he's got kids that are 12, eight, and seven, about that age.
1: That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Were you hesitant to get involved with someone that had three kids?
1: It's funny because, yeah, I I should have been, right? (laughs) And I guess I'm always this optimistic. Person, like everything's gonna be fine, you know, I've got this down, no big deal. Everyone will like me, it'll be perfect, and everything will get along just fine. I didn't really worry too much about it, and that's probably my own downfall fault. Being being a child of three divorces, you know, as I've gotten to be 50, I've done a lot of reflection because I've had some stuff, you know, in my with my parents and things that have made me look back on how I was probably traumatized by that, but maybe just buried it my whole life. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Isn't it fun when you get old? You're like, right,
1: right. You're like, oh my God, that's what's happening. (laughs) That explains it all.
0: Everything that happened when you're 10 comes back around, whether it's a knee injury, anything like that, it comes back.
1: Oh boy, exactly. I guess I just didn't worry. I didn't worry about it too much. I mean, maybe I had my head in the clouds, but I thought it would just be fine because I guess I should have been concerned because it happened fast. And maybe just the response to that was a little jarring for people. And I, I don't think my husband and I did a very good job of sort of slow rolling into getting married, given, you know, these kids just went through divorce, you know, once embarking on teenager year, years, and I really just was blind, blinded and just was ready to get married kind of thing. I felt like I'm getting older, why am I not married? Even though I was a real independent, take care of myself, do my own thing, didn't need anybody kind of woman, I was like, I just want to go and get married and kind of, and, and, and I didn't really think much about it. Right. Heinz, Heinz 2020.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So you mentioned so much in that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot to break down. <laughs> I know a lot of step families seem to be created quickly, like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where the step and bio parent only date less than six months or so.
1: Because we're older, right? We're like in our late 40s. We're like, we've got this.
0: Death is looming. Let's go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And so you meet this guy and he's got these kids and you don't think a whole lot about it, which I get. I do get. What was your relationship like with them starting straight out of the gate? Eight years ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, straight out of the gate, though. The oldest one, I mean, I felt like from day one, she, I, I don't feel like I know. She rejected my existence. I felt like she treated me with contempt and disdain, looked at me, spoke to me, pre- pretty much still does. And we'll get through all that. But she just was not welcoming of me at all. My presence. And I get it. You know, I'm a child of divorce. Right. Right. And I don't remember being so angry or or Rejecting of my stepmom one and stepmom two because I I don't have a close relationship with my mom. I mean, I have a relationship with her, but but my parents divorced when I was nine. My mom didn't really want to play mom. I was with my dad. And I guess I was hoping that one of my stepmoms would be like my mom because my mom wasn't really mom to me. So I hoped that for stepmom one and then I hoped that for stepmom two. So I probably was rejecting in some ways. I mean, I'm sure it was bratty and whatever because my dad took good care of me, even though he has his own issues going through three divorces. I probably was bratty and rejecting to them, but I don't remember being the way to them the way my stepdaughter, the oldest, treated me from the get-go. I mean, she really didn't want me around, just didn't do anything overtly hateful. I mean, I will say it probably could have been a lot worse, but she made me feel really unwelcome and uncomfortable and looked at me and spoke to me with disdain. Now, I'm not going to say there weren't some good times because... That was probably 90% or 85% of it. There were some times where she was nice and pleasant and generous to me, which made me question, like, what's your motive here? Because the other 85% of the time, you're not real cool to me at all. Right. But just, a, we've, we've always kind of butted heads. And and I get it. You know, she, she's the oldest. She was in our teen years. She was probably like, you know, her father's, I don't know, maybe she was playing a little bit of mini wife and sort of uprooted her from that throne,
0: yeah. whatever.
1: But it's just been uncomfortable throughout with her
0: do all the kids have the same bio mom
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and what's her relationship like with y'all or you specifically
1: she's not she's not we don't have any issues she's not like i mean she even told the oldest in the beginning she said hey you need to respect and learn to like michelle and you just need to figure out how to get on with this and and stop creating you know stop behaving this way if you will so while we're not like palli allies or anything like that. We we're polite and considerate and we're kind to one another when we see each other. You know, we don't do anything together, but um we don't have any 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 agenda or anything against each other. We don't badmouth each other. You know what I mean? So
0: Yeah, you have a cordial relationship.
1: Yeah, cordial, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not that bio mom was bashing you that caused stepdaughter to not like you. Right. I think, like you said, the mini wife thing probably played a role. I mean, yeah. We don't, I don't know. i have just started talking to you, but it usually does.
1: Yeah. I think there was just that close relationship with the father post-divorce and I came in and I came in fast, right? So we got married quickly, right? So I came in fast, here I am, boom.
0: How long had they been divorced when you came in?
1: Um, That's a good question. I feel like it was like five or six years. I mean, it, okay. I, I can't really, yeah. it, it had been a little while, but it still was probably pretty fresh, I guess maybe for a girl who's embarking on her teens. Like I said, I think she had that, you know, mini wife kind of position, sort of.
0: And teenage years.
1: And teenagers and a girl. And so, yeah, a lot of those particular things. But I'm thankful that I didn't have the mom, you know, bashing and and all that stuff, because that would have just added another layer of, you know, challenges.
0: Right. When she would come in, from being at school or whatever, would she completely ignore you, or would she be hateful to you, or we'll say not nice?
1: I wouldn't say it. Kind of started with that that light parenting stuff, you And I and I should say maybe this was the trigger for it. So I, I would say things like, "I and I'm definitely not like, get off your iPad, do this, do your homework, take a shower." I, I'm like, "Hey, do you mind putting your plate in the dishwasher? Do you mind cleaning up your stuff here?" That's kind of it. Like, hey, you're making lots of noise at two o'clock in the morning? Can you keep it down? That's really kind of the extent of my parenting, if you will, right? right. And so there were a couple times I may have asked these things. And I got like, the basically an attitude of you, you, without saying it, although this was said to me later by another one, you know, you're not my mother, don't tell me what to do it Was kind of the look I got like disgust, disdain, what are you asking me? And that was set me off. See, that's the thing. I took some of that personally and I probably took teenage drama personally, you know, and just didn't let it kind of flow. And so the combination of not liking me and the teen years and me saying, Hey, can you put the dish in the dishwasher? And then me being called a nag and a bitch made me, instead of just like letting it roll, I'm like, why why are you behaving this way? I mean, I didn't ask you anything that was unreasonable. And then because it would just be a circle, you know, we'd be going around in circles like this. I'm trying to you know, justify my ask and explain away why I'm asking and explain why it's okay to ask. And then she's, you know, being, you know, a teenager doesn't want me around. It just escalates into something that's worse. And we're there was one point where we were practically screaming at each other. So, and just, I think a couple of events like this, you know, topped on one another, just set the stage for things just unraveling. And it got to a point where, I mean, it, there was some kind of, you know, blow ups or fights, you know, some stuff like this, you know, in some larger events were dragging a mattress down the steps. Cause it was just in her room temporarily. Cause we moved and, you know, banging everything. I was like, why are you dragging it down? I said, we were going to move it. And then she got real nasty with me about that. I'm like, why are you getting all, you know? And of course that was my reaction, right? So my reaction mm-hmm. was never good. And then there was a point later where it just kind of got, I kind of just got worse and worse. The attitude towards me and the looks of disdain and contempt at me and, there was one particular time where she was Well, later, I think she was about 16 or maybe I had said, I don't like the way you're treating me and you wouldn't treat anybody else like this and I'm not going to tolerate it. So I said, maybe you should go to your mom's house. In fact, maybe you should just leave and go to your mom's house and her mom's house is five minutes down the road. So in her eyes, I kicked her out. Mm -hmm. So then a little while passed and I apologized because my husband asked me to apologize. And, I did. So then she came back and it sort of was like the same cycle of events and she was probably almost 18. And so I had gone and I should say, you know, I, I provide like this, I, maybe this is why it's a bigger trigger for me because I am providing the house. I'm buying, like I'm paying for it. I'm, I mean, my husband does stuff around here, but he's got other bills and stuff. Long story. I'm providing groceries, I'm cooking meals, I'm doing this stuff. And so I had gone to the store and bought like a whole bunch of groceries for the house. Right. And so she asked everybody in the house if they want something and totally ignored me. And I was like, hey, look, I mean, I just bought this stuff and you ask everybody if they want something and you completely ignored me. Like, I just apologized to you and was trying to be nice, you know, extend the olive branch. And this is the treatment I get again when you come back. Mm hmm. And it just, it just escalated. I said I, don't, I said, I don't deserve to be treated like this. I said, in fact, when you turn 18, if I really wanted to be mean, if I really wanted to be nasty, I could start charging you rent for that room if you want. I mean, I could do that because obviously you have no respect or appreciation for me at all in this house. And I'm not the thankless servant of this house. And so then she just left. And that was kind of, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. And she went to her mom's house permanently. And then that was it. And she just stayed there. And so I didn't speak to her for probably two or three years until like last year we had a party at our house and she came over. My husband was trying. I mean, my husband has my back, I guess. I mean, he does. He does. He gets it. He understands what I'm saying. He doesn't like the way I handled it. He didn't appreciate the way I handled it. You know, because in his eyes, he's saying, you know, you kicked her out and she needs safety and she's a teenager and they act like this. And I'm saying, no, I'm done being treated like a doormat. I've been treated with disdain and disrespect from day one for existing. And I don't appreciate it. And I shouldn't have to tolerate it in the house I'm providing. And that's where we like butt heads, me and my husband. And so eventually, you know, it kind of simmers. She was at our moms. You know, I didn't, And I, don't, I said, you need to hang out with her and go spend time with her. Whatever you need to do. I don't want to be the person that continues to, like, I don't want to, even though she's not here, I don't want to be the person that's keeping you from spending time with her. So they, you know, they tried to, I think he was a little confused and a little lost and like just troubled by it. But then finally, like last year we had an event at our house and she came over. I said, well, he said, well, she's coming. I said, well, is she going to treat me like a doormat here when she's, is she going to treat me with disdain and disrespect? Cause I don't appreciate it. He's like, nope, I've talked to her and everything's going to be okay. I mean, y'all might not be chitty chatty, you know, but, but in any case, when she got here, you know, she, she said, hello, Michelle. And I said, hello, how are you? And that was really it. It, There wasn't any more exchange than that. But at least we weren't looking at each other like each one of us is a devil, you know, Um, and we could like coexist without feeling angry. Again, we're not like on talking terms, but we can exist in the setting and not, you know, be mean.
0: Right. Now, tell the truth. You know that during that event, you were looking to see if she was looking at you.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing that. And I, <laughs> she probably was doing the same thing too, right? I mean, that's what we do, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then there was another time, like uh, shortly thereafter, she came over, and you know, my husband tried. Like, she came over to to pick up, you know, the middle girl for like a birthday dinner out, and like she came to the door, and she was talking to me, and I, I didn't know she came to talk to me, so I was helping the middle one, like, with get her laundry out of the dryer because she was in such a hurry. And then I came up and my husband was like, hey, like she came to the door to say hi to you. Are you going to talk? I said, so I'm helping the other one here, like get her stuff together. I said, I didn't know she came to talk to me because I, I, that was just kind of surprising. And, but funny because when I was talking to her, she was looking away, waiting for the other one to come out, which kind of bugged me a little bit because I'm taking my time and being really genuine and, and you know vulnerable and talking, and I saw that she wasn't interested. I said, did you ask her to come to the door and say hi to me? He said, yeah, I did, because I just wanted to, like, try to get you guys moving forward. And I said, well, I appreciate that, but just know it didn't feel, once you, now that you told me this and what I experienced, I realized it wasn't genuine on her part. Right. So that kind of bugged me. (laughs) So I'm like, nothing's really changed. We're just cordial and polite, you know, in, in each other's company. That's it. Right. And that's kind of where we are, I think, today.
0: When you would have these conversations toward, or because I can't say with, your stepdaughter about her moving out, did your husband support you with that? Or did he say, I think you're overreacting a little bit, or I get it, this is hard, let's see what happens, take time?
1: You know, he supported me, but he, and even when I explained issues where you know i didn't like the way she looked at me or spoke to me i mean he would talk to her i mean maybe he didn't deliver the message in a way that she understood it or and again she's a teenager right she's probably like i don't give a crap what you're saying to me mm-hmm. i'm gonna do whatever i want he tried maybe it wasn't in a way that she received and could act properly you know thereafter but he did try and then even in these case where this happened where she moved out i mean he he was obviously upset i mean he, but he did have my back and he understood where i was coming from i think he was just in the middle torn, like he understood what I was saying. And he understood what she was experiencing. And he's thinking, why can't we all just get along? But I have to support my wife because my wife's being treated like a doormat.
0: Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. A lot of people will say, well, you shouldn't tolerate that. Well, you kind of didn't, right? Right. But your husband could have been very resentful to you. He could have been. Mm-hmm. Even if he understood, just because yeah. it's your kid, you get defensive. Now, oh, my kid's not going to be living with me 40% of the time. I'm not going to see her as much before she goes to college, you know, all that stuff. And it puts them in a bad spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I realize I did that. Yeah. And I feel like at some point down the road, I mean, maybe their relationship didn't blossom as well. And I will say that what I've observed from you know, this stepdaughter is, in my opinion, I feel like she plays victim a lot. And I feel like anything that doesn't go right for her in her life, And again, I'm a child of three divorces. So I have, you know, nothing was rosy peachy for me. I just feel like anything that doesn't go right, it's always let's blame my father, let's blame my father. And let me just add punishment in there for Michelle, too. Like, I just feel like she has... She does that more, and I don't see the others doing that now. I'm Not saying the others don't have their own challenges and you know quirks and things, but I, I feel like she does that, and I feel like it's it 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 continues. I mean, and she's twenty, and I'm kind of wondering is she just going to mature out of it, or at age thirty is she going to be not so or I don't know to say, like, be crazy or depressed and say, I mean, because she had a cycle in the past where she uh, went into a facility because she apparently was suicidal and I don't want to point down the road where she said hey Michelle you're the reason why all this happened because I didn't get to spend enough time with my father because you kicked me out that's what I don't want to happen and I just hope she can realize maybe and this they're kids right but it doesn't mean you just have carte blanche act like a complete jerk 24 7 all the time and just get oh there's a free pass because as I tell my husband it's like just, I feel like me, I have to walk around like, everything's wonderful. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. And everyone else can act like total jerks and they get a pass and it doesn't feel fair. And I just, it drives me nuts because I'm really strong headed, independent, and you're really pushing my buttons when you think we have to operate that way.
0: (laughs) I completely get it. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
1: I'm just, but a part of me feels bad because again, children don't They're they're children. I mean, they're kids. They don't know, and you need to give them that space and latitude to be a-holes or whatever they need to be and have that safety. And I I probably didn't give that because you know why I didn't give that? Because I'm not the bio parent, and I don't have that love bank built up that allows me to tolerate that. And I feel like some of the issues that kids feel post-divorce, whether it be anxiety or stress or hurt or loss or whatever... They're not lobbing it really at their parents, especially when there's a step-parent. I mean, they might be doing some of it, but if there's a step-parent there, I feel like they become the brunt of it because the kids don't do that to the parents because they want the parents' love and adoration and respect and attention and all this stuff. So they want to try to keep that relationship, whatever it is, an intruder in the picture, a step or stepdad. it's like, well, we're just going to lob it that way.
0: Right. It's just a easy target for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You're the new thing. You're what's causing all the problems. There were no problems before you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is not true, but you, it just that that's the way to justify, it, you know, and, and reason it. Yeah.
0: Right. And you don't have those bonds with those kids to have the discussions most of the time of yeah. I want you to understand that I had nothing to do with your parents splitting up. Right. I understand you are hurt and angry. And I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I did not cause this hurt to you.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Just like us taking it personally, we yeah. take it personally.
1: We do. There's probably a lot of things they
0: take personally.
1: Yeah, and we don't see it from their lens. I mean, and I'm sure it's frightening and scary and all that because it's yeah. Their 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 nuclear families dissolved.
0: Right, and all we're saying is, hey, can you pick up your shoes off the floor? <laughs> Right. And to them, that translates I married your daddy. Now I can tell you what to do, and you're going to eat dirt off the floor if that's what I tell you to do.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. You're like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. You know, it's like, why can a coach and a babysitter and everyone else say, hey, can you put your dish in the dishwasher without any issue? But I say it, and I'm a nagging, you know, bee.
0: Because you married her dad.
1: You married her dad and two, you're, you're, who are you? Because you don't fit the role of my parent because I have one mom and one dad and you're the second Mm -hmm. person that's trying to be like, like a parent, but you're not really parent because I've already got enough parents and I don't need you to be that person. You're not my aunt, you're not my teacher, you're not my coach. What are you? Yeah.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And we're asking the same thing. We don't know what we are.
1: Exactly. We struggle too for those reasons.
0: We are what we are given the authority to be
1: yeah I think that covers you know you could get the dynamic for the older one and I really think that set a lot of you know energy in this the, the house during that time. so the other two, you know the middle one, I think I'm closest with her because I've done some Girl Scout stuff with her and we kind of like i think personality wise we're more like and we kind of like similar stuff like we you know we run and we are active and do stuff and so I think and we maybe our styles are similar, you know what I mean so. I think just having, and I've built somewhat of a relationship with them. Now I'll say it's comfortable. Now I'm not saying we give each other hugs and say, I love you because I, for these particular things, I don't force myself on them. And this probably goes back to my like childhood. Like I, I, I think my husband would say, Hey, well you should be, you should take them here and take them here and probably be more motherly. And I said, well, that probably will make them reject me. So I let them sort of, make the call on how they want me to be like that but they're very open and talkative and share things with me like they'll come over and say hey do you want to see this meaning i don't have to insert myself into a conversation that's going on with them and their father right you know they'll mm-hmm. they'll invite me in so that's been good although this same one over just this thanksgiving she said you're not my mother so but it's funny because it was just a rule of not running laundry like at one o'clock in the morning with it clanking around in the dryer with the vent next to my head right? And my husband was like, didn't we have this rule? And I he started it and I said, Yeah, we had this rule. And then Ro- oh, R <laughs> she said, Well, I wasn't here all day. It's that always too busy, but you sleep until noon and you didn't have time to do anything. I was like, weren't you here this morning? You could have done the laundry then. Just 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 pointing out some facts here. And then it kind of that escalated and she's like, You're not my mother.
0: <laughs> all I asked you to do was not do your clothes at one o'clock in the morning.
1: Oh my God! Seriously, right? And I, and I said I I know I'm not your mom, but I have a right. So then that whole thing that whole thing escalated into something really big in the whole house, right? Mm-hmm. And so this was the eve of thank or Thanksgiving night, and they weren't they were doing stuff with their mom's family, and they came back here. So that unfolded a bit, and I said, well, yeah, I'm not your mother, but I should be able to ask for things, and then my husband, I don't know how it just spiraled. I don't even remember what made it spiral, but then my husband, and she got in a big fight and like this particular one will, when she's upset, will just really yell at the top of her lungs. It's just, just like it's crazy. And then we're like, you know, it's okay. You don't need to be like that, but she's, it's just her expression. Right. Right. So it just unraveled real fast. Well, the oldest one wasn't here and the oldest one was at her mom's. And so her mom wasn't around, so I guess my husband wanted to call the oldest to sort of be like mediator because the oldest and the middle girl. You know, I guess they're, it's, they have a relationship, but sometimes I'm like, are they, do, are they close or are they always fighting? Because I always think they're like fighting. So they have this like hot and cold relationship, but the oldest daughter and the middle daughter. Mm-hmm. And so the oldest was playing mediator. And I was back in the bedroom and they were, my, they were trying to play, play out the events. She was screaming and my husband was trying to just control it and he was like, okay, I'm going to call her. And um, so she's playing mediator and I'm back in the bedroom and I can hear them saying, Michelle, 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 not in a way of that's bad, but telling like incorporating me into the story. So I come out here and I finally said, I waited till it, there was a break. I said, Hey, I have every right in this house. I, I said, no, I said, I'm not going to be vilified for asking for something basic in this house. I have the right. I don't ask for a lot. And all I was asking for was not to have laundry to be run at two o'clock in the morning. That's it. I'm not apologizing for making that ask. I <laughs> and then the oldest said, you know, middle one, Hey, you need to respect your mom and Baba and Michelle. And I was just like, Whoa, I could did she say that? That's what I was thinking. because I was just floored that she would say that. That doesn't mean we're like pals or anything now, but I was right. surprised that she said that, you know? hmm Oh, my God. So, but even though she, she said, you're not my mother, I wasn't as rattled about this because I had a closer relationship with her. And I later said, hey, you know, I didn't, I actually t- told my husband, I said, well, while you're asking for your apology, I want you, and this is like my not doing, I said, you need to ask for she needs to apologize to me and you need to go in there and initiate that because hey don't forget about me invisible life of second wife you got your apology i'm owed an apology because i don't think i did anything wrong and i didn't appreciate the way i was treated so he marched in there and was like you need to apologize to michelle
0: did you say that's your part of not not showing
1: that's not part of like notching meaning i'm not going in there and saying you need to apologize to me i'm telling my husband you need to tell her to apologize to me
0: <laughs> so. you're parenting by proxy
1: <laughs> you're right right
0: yeah. that's not not showing at all
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i was like using him yeah yeah, yeah. but um
0: so i get she, it no so but that's did. good it worked for you
1: it worked it worked and we got past it so you know my point is and like kind of to the notching thing i mean Even with our things around here, like I said, I kind of light parent, and I've backed off from even that light parenting and even things that might, I will just say, Hey, honey, you need to tell so-and-so to do this. Hey, honey, you need to tell so-and-so. He said, no, why don't you tell them? I'm like, no, 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 no.
0: Yep. I'm not
1: telling them. You're telling them you're the parent, your job. I'm not doing it.
0: You are not setting me up, buddy.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And he's thinking like, Oh, well, you can just, you can just parent too. That's fine. I'm giving you the permission. Yeah, I get that, but that doesn't work well. You don't understand. No, You should understand, but you don't understand.
0: They haven't given you the permission. And I know some people will say, they shouldn't have to give you permission. They're the children and blah, blah, blah. Well, but they're not your kids. And I mean, I know we say that all the time. It's in the title, but they're not your kids. You don't have that same relationship that you do with bio children. Right. Yes, you may have that occasional person that looks up and has a great relationship with one of their stepkids, which... I feel like I do with at least two of mine. Well, yeah. Okay. We might bring it down to one, but anyway, <laughs> it's just one of those things where things can change.
1: Yeah. And what I've done, what I've grown to learn is to take it less personally. Like before, I mean, every little thing, I mean, I would feel like, why am I, di- why is this going on? And now I'm just like, whatever, not my problem. And I just like, not my problem. <laughs> not your kids. I'm walking around, not your kids. Yep. Not my problem. Yeah.
0: Yep. Not your responsibility.
1: Not my responsibility. Right, right. Not. Yeah,
0: because they can obviously become your problem.
1: They can create a problem. Yeah.
0: How did you get over the not taking it personally? I know with me, I would say in my head, it's not about you, Lori. It's not about you. Walk away. This is not about you. Right. So what I did mean, you it- do to...
1: Yeah. I mean, partly I'm going, okay, they're kids. Right. I mean, they could be behaving the same way with their mom. Right. It's just the relationship's different. So, and part of me says, okay, this is just the behavior of the situation. It just, fact is I'm not the mom. Right. So Mm -hmm. I had to be like, okay, not the mom. And she's still a teenager. Right. And it's not about me. It's just the dynamic. And if I was her, I might feel pretty shitty at times here as well and again, it's not, it's not about me. It's just the situation. And I guess I've gotten a thicker skin just saying, not me. I'm not going to let it become a problem for me. So I'm just going to let it roll. There we go. I didn't like it, but I'm going to let it roll. I can confront it. I can either, and then I can solution. I can say, Hey, I didn't like that, which I've done because there was another incident with the same particular one on the steps one time. And, and I said, Hey, I didn't appreciate that. And then I got a real nasty response and I was like, Hey, Ahmed!" Or like some husband, I said, Hey, you need to say something. You're going to know the whole family soon. I said, you need to say something. I didn't appreciate that. You're the parent. Teach the lesson. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I've just learned to, to, to know that these things are going to keep happening in some way or another. If it's not something in the teen years, it'll be something in the adult years. And I just have, and I keep saying to myself, They're not my bio kids. They're not my bio kids. They're not my bio kids. They don't owe me anything. I don't, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's a blend and it's not perfect. And I, am not gonna let it ruin my day. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I know a lot of people say, how did you live there so long with her treating you that way?
1: Yeah. I mean, and you could say, I mean, I don't, I mean, you, obviously, you know, there have been many times where I'm thinking like, what's my exit strategy? Because again, I, I am, single, have taken care of myself, have paid for everything in my life, my school, my cars, my college, whatever, whatever. And for me, I'm very independent, right? And I'm the only child. So I've lived a lot on my own. I'm kind of like a loner to a degree. My husband is Palestinian. He's Muslim. So he's like one of nine. So it's all the big family to do. It's like we're completely opposite um, from where we came from. Like I can take care of myself. I don't need all this stuff. I mean, but I guess you know I love my husband and I felt like I needed Like I'm supposed to be here. Right. And Mm -hmm. this is my, my path and it's not going to be easy, but I feel like I strangely, because I've lived in the, in the dynamic of a divorced family, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to go through divorce myself. Like I thought I'm going to survive this. I'm going to work through this and I'm not going to be that story. And, and then sometimes I'm thinking, am I just reacting to a situation of being like, Oh, I got to get out of here. Because lots of times that, that is what it is. If you just sort of let it ride itself out. I mean, things may not ride themselves out and become perfect, but I think if you let, you know, if you just ride it out a bit, it'll get to a place that's, you can be at peace with, it may not be perfect, but I think you can get to a place of peace and everyone's struggling through all this. It's not just Michelle, it's everybody.
0: Yes. Let's talk a little bit about your blends growing up. Mm -hmm. You said that you were part of divorce three times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So my parents divorced when I was nine. And my dad had custody. I mean, I think it was like an 80-20. It was 80, my dad, 20, my mom, I think. Um, and they had a real ugly divorce. And and then, you know, fast forward, my dad got remarried, like shortly thereafter, maybe, maybe I was 11 or something. So stepmom number one, who I who I liked a lot. She was about 10 years younger. And that lasted for a couple of years. She wanted to have children. My dad didn't want any more children, so then they divorced. and she went on to get married and have kids. And then my dad's third wife was my dad's actually the woman he loved in high school, probably my dad's high school sweetheart. So they reconnected and got married. That was a you know a, that lasted for a while. And then I guess when I was about seventeen, they went were going through a divorce. and so, you know, I don't know all the details. I'm a kid, right? But, you know, there, like there were affairs. My dad wasn't the best person. The stepmom wasn't the best person. There was just, I guess, drama in the relationships. I think my dad is very, like, emotional and kind of depressed and sort of has these ways of not operating well within a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That may bring these women down to just struggle or whatever. I mean, I didn't see it, but when I've had conversations with stepmoms afterwards, you know, they were kind of like your father, you know, he just, you know, had some struggles, you know, whatever. And so that may have just, you know, led to the demise of both of them. But the first one, stepmom one didn't have any kids. And then stepmom two, she had a son and a daughter. She was close to the daughter the the son I don't I think I may have met once and the daughter I met like a couple times, but they were a bit older than me. But you know, that was, I guess when I was maybe a freshman or sophomore, I guess it was like a sophomore college when that divorce happened. And the reason why my dad was a good dad, but my dad was going through three, you know, went through three marriages and divorces. Then he moved to to California when I was in college for another woman who had like a drinking problem and all, that was a big nightmare. And then he moved back to the States back to Virginia and had another girlfriend or whatever. So now long story short, my dad lives on his own. He's been on his own for a while now. He has a dog. It's just, he just, him and his dog. I think he's good. He doesn't want all that relationship drama. He's just had a lot of relationship drama, but I bring this up because I, um, and how it relates to the step family thing is my mom remarried when I was 13. And so I have a stepdad and I don't really have much relationship with my mom because I feel like, like my mom Didn't really want to be mom. There was I moved out of country for some other path when I was in my late 30s. um, I'm 52 now, and I remember when I said, "Hey, mom, can I park my car here while I'm away in another country? I want to have it when I come back." And she said, "You're not parking that car here." So that's, that's the mom that I know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so whenever I try to give somebody an example, I mean, she did parental stuff, but she wasn't nurturing, mothering kind of to me at all, which is strange because she had that kind of mother and both of her sisters were you know, like that, which I never really understood. And I guess, it's, I don't know, maybe she, I think she struggled being a mom to me because she hated my dad too much, hated my dad so much. I, and I had this conversation with my cousin. I said, I can only deduce that she can't be mothering and nurturing to me because she just hates my dad so much. Yeah. I, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out any other way to cut to, to, to come up with an answer. So fast forward, my mom is now in a nursing home. She has Alzheimer's. She's been in a nursing home for about a year and a half. And she and my stepdad have been married since I was 14. They don't have any kids. They couldn't have, my mom had had her tubes tied after me. Yada, yada. Um, and they wanted to, they wanted to adopt and just never happened. So they didn't have any kids. But the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, I didn't, I feel like I've spent more time with my two youngest stepkids in the seven or eight years I've been married than I have with my stepdad my whole life. And that's not to say he's a bad person. And I had a relationship that felt more like aunt and uncle. Yes, I care about them. But once my mom went into this nursing home, and there were a couple times that are maybe leading up to it, a couple times my stepdad, you know, did a couple jabs, like, Hey, you have time to go visit your dad, but you don't have time to go visit, come visit your mom and me. Um, and then there was like another jab, like with my mom, like you, so you, you can't care. You don't care like about my mom. Right. Which really kind of irritated me because I thought if I said a comment like that to my stepkids, I mean, I'd be the devil. They would hate me for life. Right. Because that parent cannot make a comment like that. Even if you've known me my whole life, you can't make a comparison of the time I need to spend with my mom and you versus my dad and I live with my dad. So these things just all of a sudden in the last couple of years changed the the way I feel about my relationship with my stepdad. And it sounds really harsh, but I've spent less because when I used to go there, it used to be to see my I like I spend time with my mom and my dad. They live about my stepdad. They live about, you know, thirty-five miles from my house. But now I don't see my stepdad as much because I honestly struggle with it because And I struggle to see my mom, too, because I don't have a close relationship with her. And I see her maybe once a week, once every two weeks. She's in a nursing home, kind of down where my stepdad is. Because I feel like I didn't have that nurturing mother. And my stepdad wasn't a doting father. Mm -hmm. Not that he's bad. Not that they're bad. They just weren't parental, nurturing type of people.
0: It's who they were.
1: So, yeah. And I'm not, it's like, it doesn't mean I can't have a relationship with them. But don't make me feel like you were mother and father to me and I need to be a doting daughter. So I've been struggling with that lately and it makes me sort of draw, I guess, comparisons with my stepfamily life. So I'm I'm probably not as nurturing as I could be. But again, the kids have a real good mom. I mean, she's really engaged and active. So I'm not trying to step on those shoes, you know, I'm not trying to set up my set up myself for rejection or resentment i just let them sort of call the shots right but mm-hmm. if they say hey but but again i'm not gonna be like you're not giving me the same attention you're giving your mom or i would never right. say something like that because it's not the kind of relationship it never no. will be ever no
0: it's it's crazy to say that so yeah strange. and it's okay to love people differently
1: exactly mm-hmm. and that's the thing like when i said that it's like I want to say, and I've sort of backfired a little bit with him on this because I was like, Hey, you, you know, I care about y'all, but don't ever compare your relationship that I have with you to my father. Cause it's different. I mean, I grew up with my father, you know, I don't know what you want to say. My mom didn't want to be mom. I don't know. It doesn't mean I don't care about you all. It's just, it's a different relationship. Don't make it something different and guilt me into trying to make it something different. So I can't guilt my stepkids into wanting to like me more or love me more because maybe I don't give that. Maybe they're not capable of giving that. Whatever. But I have to be satisfied as where it is now, knowing I'm doing the best I can while not creating drama or problems.
0: Right. Uh, When your real parents got divorced, you went to live with your dad and not your mom?
1: Well, they were together, right? So I just stayed with my dad and my mom moved out.
0: Okay. Because I had written down that you had twenty percent with your dad and eighty with your mom. That's backwards.
1: Oh, I is backwards, yeah, sorry. 80 okay. percent my dad. twenty percent my mom. Yeah, it's weird because I've had these conversations with people in my family like, hey, I didn't think my mom wanted to be a you know mom. and it's not a it's just who she was. And people are like, no, 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 she wanted to be your mom, and everyone thinks your dad was such a jerk and whatever. I'm like, how is it then that I ended up with my dad eighty percent of the time? And only 20% my mom. Why why is that? Because the court system wouldn't have supported the dynamic where the mother was dying to have you and the father was such a jerk. Especially back then. Right. And so something isn't right in the story.
0: Yeah. Something's a little shady. Yeah. It's interesting because when was that? How old were you said you're 52? I'm
1: 52 and that was when I was nine when my parents divorced.
0: So 40 something years ago, 1980. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back then, it was rare for men to get anything other than every other weekend. And it was close to the time that men just let whoever the next husband was become dad, adopt the kid. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So that's why I'm like, something is off about, you know, the story I've been told. But Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's okay. Sometimes we don't need to know everything.
1: We don't need to know, you know, here, you know, life's moved on and you know, that you do the best you can and you, you know, you acknowledge it and you accept it and you make peace with it and you try to have a good life.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Has the stepson ever said you're not my mom?
1: No, he's good. He's good with me. I mean, I think he, because he was the youngest, right. And, He's a little bit more, you know, like boys are. They're kind of like, oh, whatever, okay, huh? Okay, cool. Whatever. I mean, man of boy, a few words, right? When it comes mm-hmm. to me, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, but even in the past, I was like, hey, dude, can you clean up your stuff? And he'd be like, okay. And he may feel the same way, but I think he's just more boy, more more boy than, and he's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, he probably makes bigger messes, <laughs> and sometimes it, that can bug me. But that's. Between him and his father to sort out. You know, in the past, I used to say, "Hey, can you pick this up? Hey, can you pick that up?" And now I don't do that. I'm like, "Honey, can you tell him to grab his stuff?" I'm going to leave it there.
0: Okay, but you do realize you are not nachoing.
1: Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and then after I say it, I don't say it again. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah.
0: Now this would be nachoing. Here, yeah. I want to explain the difference.
1: <laughs> so maybe I'm I'm lightly nachoing. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're okay. you're yeah beginner we or nacho. Know, we don't know what you're doing, lady. I'm kidding.
1: So if you
0: see the mess, you can say to your husband, this is not showing. Okay. You can say to your husband, Hey honey, when you get a chance, can you pick that up?
1: Ah, yeah. Frame it differently. Yeah.
0: And he can say, I'll pick it up or he can ask his kid to pick it up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 I've done that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it completely takes you out of the loop because a lot of times, and maybe this, you don't have this issue. A lot of times the husband will say, my God, lady, quit telling me everything my kid does wrong.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't really do that because I don't actually nag like that. I mean, I could be worse, but then, I mean, there have been times where I may have said it twice and he's like, okay, okay. But
0: he's just more receptive to that. And that's okay. That's good.
1: Yeah. There will be times when I'll say, because for some reason, the the ability to stop you to to put dishes in the dishwasher, that skill set has died and I don't know what happened to it. Like it was going on like last year and the year before everyone was doing it. And then now everyone just puts their stuff in the sink. I'm like, what's happened. But now mm-hmm. I just say, honey, can you take care of the dishes in the sink? And then I'll say that's away.
0: perfect. That's perfect.
1: And, yeah. And I do do that yeah. because I, that's one of the things I hate the most dishes piling up in the sink. That's one of my big, that's probably my biggest pet peeve.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause I'm You're like, not I
1: not go use the sink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can't use the sink when there's a bunch of crap in it that doesn't belong to me. And it's easy enough to just put in the dishwasher, but nobody does it. But I do that a lot. I'm like, hey, dishes in the sink. Yep. Go check
0: them out. (laughs) I I do want to explain why that's not nachoing, if you don't mind.
1: Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Because by you telling him that, it could possibly put that target back on your back.
1: If they Uh, heard you
0: say it, or even the target from if you're, Significant other it doesn't want to hear you asking them to go tell their kid to do stuff like don't tell me how to parent, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, some yeah.
0: people get defensive no matter what you say about their kid if it could slightly be negative, right? I know sometimes David will say something about Jackson picking And I'm like, You crossing the line, you crossing the line, <laughs> yeah.
1: but th- that's why, I, I, yeah. yeah,
0: I know, but that's why I wanted to say that that wasn't not showing, but see, that works for you, so that's okay.
1: I think I can just say, "Hey, honey, there are dishes in the sink to take care of," and just right. walk away like yep. that. Okay, mm-hmm. don't make any association to anybody's dishes. Yep. Just do hey, not say the
0: step kid. Don't say their yeah. name. Don't yeah. say you're bratty Youngin, You're lazy Youngin'.
1: <laughs> just yeah,
0: it's yeah neutral. Yeah, and you pick the shoes up at the door when you get a chance. Now, of course, don't wait till they're on the other side of the house. But <laughs> yeah. when yeah. they're in the vicinity, and walk back through, not as soon as they come in the door. But yeah. just eventually say to them, hey, when you get a chance, can you do such and such?
1: Yeah. And my husband does ask them to do stuff, like if they have plates in the room and stuff. And sometimes if I'm like taking the trash out, I'll grab their trash, too. It's not because I'm trying to be like, I got here in the trash. I'm like, well, I'm grabbing it. I'll just do it. When I'm like, I'll do it. And I'm not going to complain about it because I've taken this on as something I'm saying I'm doing. And I can't be annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. but. You know, he'll say something like clean up, you know, clean up your room, whatever, and then just like walk away. And it may be like three or four days before it actually gets done. But I don't, I don't, I don't intervene. I don't say anything about that. So he does, And that's you know, great. Just, yeah. Helps. And I just like, not my room. Yeah. Too
0: many stepmoms would be saying, you told them to clean up their room and they hadn't done it yet. What are you going to do?
1: I don't do that at all. The room yep. could be, like, the only thing I'm like, just can you get the plates out? Whatever, whatever else is going on in there, not my problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Check and make sure there's no fungi or rats.
1: Exactly. I just don't need any bugs, whatever.
0: I don't care. Other than Mm -hmm. that, I don't care. All right. Well, let's do this scenario. Mm -hmm. What if you did get bugs?
1: I would say, honey, there are bugs in so-and-so's room. What are we going to do about it? I think it's probably because plates and stuff. What do you think? That's probably what I'd say. Because I'm really trying to take blaming off my, I'm trying to let him come to the assessment and conclusion, come to the conclusion from my observation that, oh, it's because of the plates they left in the room. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Because you need them to figure it out. Because right. if you're figuring it out for them, you're just, you're like running in circles. It's never yeah. going to change.
0: Because how often do you hear anybody at a therapist and they'll say, I never thought of that till they told me that, the therapist, and the partner sitting there going, I told you that 800 times.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's just hearing it from somebody different.
1: Because what I'm trying to do is I want to alleviate, and I, even the relationships with the other two, they were probably pretty kind of, they could have been kind of challenging with the older one here and the dynamic that I felt was kind of swirling about the house, the energy.
0: Yeah. I was wondering about that too.
1: Yeah. Even the relationship with them has gotten better, you know, more, you know, friendly and calmer because, you know, even in the past when I would come in the house and it's nothing like when you leave and come in, like sometimes they wouldn't even say hello or anything. And then I'd walk in and be like, hello. And they wouldn't say anything I'm like, hello. And I used to do that. And my husband's like, don't, don't, And then actually when they would leave for school and he, I would say, bye, bye. And my husband's like, stop, stop. Just don't 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 say bye. Don't bother. Don't say anything. I'm like, okay, got it. So now I don't say anything. Again,
0: you have so (laughs) many people listening saying, oh, heck no. By God, if my husband told me that, I would tell him he needs to make those kids say something to me because they are disrespectful.
1: right. I don't do that. Yeah, it's, it's just like you said. I mean, because what you're just creating a b- bigger because it's not your responsibility, and you don't want to. And when you when you do that, you're owning it, and all it's just doing. It's just becoming. It becomes heavy. It's just you know, years of this, and you're like, it's just too heavy to deal with that. I just I like they don't now. I'm like I don't say when they leave for school. I don't say bye at all. If they say bye. I'm like bye. Have a good day. But I don't say it at all.
0: Right, because it makes you angry when you do, and they don't respond.
1: Yes, and you know nothing. School mornings are so freaking annoying just all the stuff like the kids are like make me breakfast, make which I don't like them doing that to their father but that's not my problem I just put on my headphones I put on music and in fact one time my husband came over to me he's like I was talking to you I was like oh I got the music up what's going on he said yeah. I was asking you something and I looked at him and said I don't like school mornings <laughs> mm-hmm. so <laughs> and then I just put my headphones back on he's like okay yep and see by you not
0: having kids you're not used to the chaos right and yeah you came in their lives when they were kind of young but it's still different than getting used to the noise level increasing from crying to screaming to (laughs) slamming doors Yeah, yeah 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 yep it's harder for you sometimes to just listen to it yeah that's why good headphones are important
1: Exactly. Before I would have been like, why are you talking to your friend like that? You can make breakfast. I mean, I would say that kind of stuff. I would interject myself. Yep. But if he don't mind I'm
0: talking to him like that, then heck with it.
1: Exactly. It's not my problem. It's his problem. Um. Exactly. I'm not going to make it my problem because I yep. just realized, I'm like, why am I so angry and frustrated and like exhausted all the time? Because I'm making it my problem and it's not my problem or it's not right. my responsibility. Not, yes. my, not my job. Yeah. Like, I can't take this on anymore.
0: Right. You just, you aren't happy with life anymore.
1: Exactly. Yep. You're like, I just have to stop for my own sanity.
0: Yeah. You lose yourself in the crap. Yeah. But we were throwing ourselves in the crap.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 You just got to like hover above it.
0: And (laughs) it's not saying you don't matter and I don't have a voice in this house or anything like that. It's saying, I'm just not going to let this stuff still my joy. Right. You can be that way with anything work related, step family related, mm-hmm. my husband's being a douche related cuz yeah, they yeah. have days too.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the relationships with the step kids do change over time. Exactly. How things are now is not how they're going to be in six months, six years, whatever.
1: Right, exactly. That's the one thing I keep trying to like go back to. I mean, it could be better, it could be worse, but hopefully, it'll be better when they get older. I mean, the oldest one may never n- evolve into something. Who knows? But I feel like the younger two, you know, the relationships are good, and they're kids. And I and I say all this. It means doesn't mean that I don't care about them because I do care about them. I care about their well being and what they turn into and their you know how they feel and all that stuff. I do. But also I have, you know, a right to have a voice and be heard in this house too, just like everyone else. And and so none of this, any of this dialogue that's happening here is not like a slang of, you know, it's just the dynamic and what has happened and how it's evolved. And at the end of the day, I care about them. I'm sure they care about me to some degree, you know, whatever that may be. But, um, you know, if we can coexist peacefully, that's really all I can strive for. Yes. And that's
0: okay. You can't expect everybody to like everybody. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Well, it has been great having you as a guest on our podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Lori. I've really enjoyed this.
0: I could probably ask you another hour's worth of questions just because (laughs) I I love that you've got this attitude of, well, I can't control it. I'm just not going to let it affect me like that. And you had a good point when you said this earlier about you weren't going to let that become your worry or your, what's the word you used? Not problem. It was like... The way you said something about not making it your problem. Yeah. 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 But I think you're doing a great job.
1: It just weighs you down.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
1: And one of the things I've done, lately, like, when things bug me, I, I could just like explain i like, I'm going to go for a walk. And my husband's like, where are you going? It'll be like 9.30 at night. I'm like, I've got to go for a walk. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just taking a break. And it's great <laughs> that he doesn't give you crap about that. Yeah. Because too many... Partners will say, why do you leave? It's like you're just abandoning us and we're not playing happy family. And dude, this ain't the Brady Bunch.
1: It's you not. Get, you it's get not. me a an
0: Alice and we will have a Brady Bunch.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: They should do tests like that. Yeah. Put an Alice in the homes of blended families and see if it improves the relationship. I bet you it would.
1: I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. You have know, that like that calming force of like constant happydom. And you're just like, okay, well, we can't be angry. Look at Alice. Yeah. Alice is taking care of everything. <laughs> She's going to make sure everybody's fed, clean, homework's done. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the time, we just have fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. i tell David, I need an Alice, and it's just Jackson here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Have a good day. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.
0: As we talked about during the interview, It's hard to not take things personally as a step-parent or as a parent. But you have to step back and realize it's not all about you. And it reminds me of that song. Um, Please don't sing it. I'm not going (laughs) to sing it. i got to find out who. what song is it. It's the You're So Vain song. Carly Simon. I was right. I should have just said it. All right. There's a song by Carly Simon, You're So Vain. And it says, you probably think this song is about you. It's about somebody. It's not about you. (laughs) It is not about you. It is what you represent. And that's something that we often talk about in the Academy. Maybe you can do a song based on Carly Simon's song. Oh, you're so vain, step-parent, you probably think this song was about you. (laughs) Or you probably think that it's all about you. (laughs) But it's not all about you. Now, granted, if you are coming in as a drill sergeant and all that stuff, then some of it could be about you. But that's why you got a nacho, people. Mm-hmm. Nacho. It feels good. That's right. All right, David, anything else we got going on? Um,
2: I'm scared to say because whatever it'll be, I'm sure it'll be wrong. Yeah, because you lie.
0: <gasps> so
2: you're not going to say anything? No, I'm going to say nothing because I can't be wrong. David.
0: Yes, darling. Oh, I'm sorry. I just lied. <laughs> I know every one of these people listening are saying, poor Lori. Poor Lori. How does she tolerate such nonsense? No, they're going, that David's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're saying. I love listening to him to you. <laughs> He is so funny and quick-witted. I love He's him. A- He's so funny. The first five minutes. <laughs> and that's what they say. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Next week, we have a very special guest. All of our guests are special. But this is a guy that has been dealing with parental alienation. So don't miss next week when we talk to David, not our David, another David. He actually... Has a book coming out about his experience with parental alienation. Very cool. Very cool. All right, David, do
2: your thing. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Join us again next week. And uh, hopefully I'll have done something right between now and then. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll do the
0: dishes again to help me.
2: Yeah, I'll do your dishes to help you.
0: All right, folks. All right, we're going to start <laughs> splitting them up. I'm going, yep, we get ready to see who has the dishes. All right, get some Gerber dishes. No, we ain't even going to do that. I'm going to take mine and stick them in the corner. <laughs> you don't have enough corners to put all
2: them dishes in.
0: I don't use a lot of dishes. And if I do, it's because y'all make me cook. And you oh, know I don't gosh. like that. Oh, now who's lying? All right, folks, we'll see you next week. Remember, life is good. Winnie not, Nacho.